1: Hi everyone this is chris Grasso with the indie spirituals podcast on the be here now network and my guest today is sergio magan Mag- oh i had it a minute ago
0: Mag- maganya
1: maganya <laughs> I, I i thought i was going to nail it maganya yeah. hi sergio how are you you perfectly <laughs> now <laughs> Magana. so well welcome to the show um before we dive in i want to read your bio and uh, i'm really excited to explore uh, a number of things with you today. So uh, just briefly, a world-renowned Mexican healer, Maganya, was surrounded <laughs> by teachers of ancient Mexican spiritual and healing practices for most of his life. Although raised in a Catholic home, he was initiated into the 5,000-year-old Toltec lineage of Mesoamerica, which influenced the Mayan and Aztec cultures, and was trained in the is it tall shamanic oral tradition tall, tall. yeah tall yeah, yeah yeah great which has been handed down for 1460 years sergio leads workshops around the world empowering others to evolve and heal themselves through a new approach to an ancient tradition he is the author of several books including his latest caves of power ancient energy techniques for healing rejuvenation and manifestation for further information visit com, and I'll have that uh we'll have that listed. So uh yeah, don't worry. Don't worry about uh the spelling or anything. But yeah, so we have uh Caves of Power here which uh is, is very fascinating and then the Toltec Secret. Um I I don't know. Let, let's let's start off with you have a very interesting history. Okay? I think we'll start here. Although, like it mentioned, you were born into a religious Catholic family. You had a nanny who introduced you to the medicine and magic of the ancient Mexican people. But instead of using uh, traditional medicine, your nanny Rosita would do things differently when you were sick. Can you give us examples of how she would heal you if you were injured yourself or felt unwell? And, you know, what that experience was like for you at such a, a young age?
2: Uh, yeah Uh, well like I was like you said very young yeah I didn't see it it like like different (laughs) I thought it was kind of kind of normal but Rosita, my nanny, she was the daughter of the of the healer of a small community, mm. uh, an indigenous group that they are called the Otomis, that live very close to Mexico City. So she I- inherited for her father um, many techniques. Yeah. So uh, when I was like a child, sometimes when you had like an ache or something she took out like tobacco and then lighted it and then began like spinning it to the left in the area uh, that you have, for example, if it was like the head uh, she uh, spin it to the left uh, certain times. And then when I think when she felt, then she uh, smoked the tobacco and then blew out and take out like the pain. Wow. And, and that was one. Then if it was like something, more like severe, she would take like an egg and begin like uh, putting the egg around the, your body and also in the in the areas and that and behind. And then she will take like a glass of water and break the, the egg in the glass of water. And then she would read the the egg there and she would know what to do exactly. For yeah. example, I remember things that if the egg yolk uh was broken it was really like something difficult and uh, she would suggest to go my mother i think to to go to the doctor but if not she would know through the through the egg whites and the egg yolk what exactly to do uh, well, with, wow. uh, with alcohol and all these kind of techniques that i saw like very normal yeah but but then I realized that that it was like an extraordinary opportunity, because I also like I was a child, a curious. I asked why if the egg yolk and if it goes here and there and that, in the egg white, in the in the water. Right. And there are things, there are things like <laughs> I keep doing, because for example, this is this is very funny, but. And uh, that now he's here because now in Mexico in my parents' house. Yeah. But uh, Ricardo that, that works with us. Then the other two days ago he asked me, What do you do with the with the ex? <laughs> 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 he's so like in the toilet, like I put an egg.
1: <laughs> in the toilet.
2: <laughs> and, and then he asked me and I said I told him I clean myself and then I read it. <laughs> but Rosita used to do it in a in a glass of water. Now I have modernized the technique. I put it directly in the toilet, and if it, and if it goes like like good. But he saw one egg in the toilet. I told him, what do you do with
1: eggs? <laughs>
2: and I, said, I clean I clean myself right. And I read, and when you see that it's all right, probably I forgot just to to pull it in the toilet and to to leave it go, uh, out. Right. But those were like the things that she did. Mm. And so, like I have said in, in some interviews, I think I learned there that there were two options, the traditional medicine that I respect a lot, and that sometimes is the, is the solution for some things, sure. and other ways, the energetic oh. way, the, the ancient way, yeah. and there are two ways to treat everything.
1: Right, right. And so what, what is fascinating to me is your family is Catholic, Yet, you know, your nanny is doing these practices and a lot of Catholics, not all, but a lot of Catholics I've met are pretty firm in their belief that, you know, this is our religion. We're we're not open minded to other things. But it seems like your mom or your family was accepting of this.
2: Uh, it's like uh, kind of kind of because, yeah, I, I am from Mexico City. Yeah. So I think from from the middle of Mexico to the south, it was more like a syncretism, okay. where uh, the ancient beliefs mixed with uh, um, the with, uh, with the with the Catholicism to to create this mixture, and many people do like like limpias that is like cleansings and all these things. Mm-hmm. But not like officially. In the North, it's more strict, like this is a sin and yeah. uh, this shouldn't be done. Yeah. But for example, I remember that Rosita was like, don't tell anyone that I do this for you. But then when I began uh, talking about this openly and that, then I knew that she did it for my mother, <laughs> for wow. my sister, okay. and for me, uh, from one of my sisters, Erika, from my mother and for me. And to the other three, my brother, my father, and my other sister, she never did anything. So it was kind of uh, something funny because yeah. we didn't talk between each other yeah. about what she did. Uh, I remember like two years ago, even recently, when when I when I was talking in a, in one family lunch about about that, and my brother asked, "Rosita did that," and my other sister Erica said she didn't do anything like that for you. And she said, no. He said, no, no, never. So it was like done, like kind in secret to half of the family. And we didn't speak about that until recently.
1: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And so, (laughs) you know, you also mentioned that Rosita taught you how to change your perception of the world around you. And, you know, I wanted to know why is that significant and how can we all benefit from seeing – Different perspectives from what you've experienced
2: uh, that that is interesting because when i didn't know that she was teaching me something uh, special right uh, until uh, when I found my other teachers of the tradition okay and um, she did it because uh I have to say it, I was like the favorite of of all the four children I was because she saw when I was born and she was before working with my parents and that. Mm. So and I and my oldest brother, he used to be very to do a lot of bullying with me and mm. to punch me and that and da, da, da. So she told me when when he's teasing you or something like that, move, move your eyes in a certain position that then you will see like he disappears. And then you, uh, it, it was like to escape. Mm. And I began like, like um, that it was like a posture, like crossing your eyes and then move them up. And then things uh, kind of disappear in your perception. Of course, things are, are right. still there when you blink and then it comes. Right. Uh, and I began doing it for, for, for uh, escaping from my brother. Then when my mother was like, uh, not being nice with me and like that. But it was like a game. Mm. Then I, uh, when I speak, uh, when I was uh, doing healings professionally at like that, and I, then I asked Rosita, what was that for? And also when my teachers told me that that was like the black eagle perception that has to be uh, things that you work in the mirror and that. Mm. And she told me that it was like the healing technique of his father, one of the healing techniques of her father that he disappeared in his perception, the the clients, and then fix them like in the other world and the other reality, and then bring them back, uh, wow. healed. But in the beginning, for me, was just like uh, disappear your brother or, or the things when I was born, like in the, and it was just to to not to close. It was like closing the eyes, but without closing them.
1: Yeah, wow, that's very fascinating.
2: Yeah, and then I realized that it was a very ancient technique when I met my other teachers, Hugo Scholotl, that what was done in the ancient Mexico to disappear your reflection in water or to re- disappear their reflection in obsidian mirrors, and that, and uh, then I realized that's why uh, I asked her. But she didn't tell me this is, was a healing technique. It was just, disappear your brother when when you don't want to see uh, what he's doing and like
1: that. Right. Wow, that's a really interesting way she was teaching you without you knowing. That's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. and actually, I, I
2: never thought about uh, her like a teacher yeah. until I was working already in, the, in this. and yeah. I knew, And I understood what she did.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I just saw her like my nanny.
1: Yeah. Right. Makes sense. Right. Well, so then you met your first energy healer by going to a therapist and that your mother sent you to um, unknowingly, if I read that correctly. And is this how you learned to be a healer? And were you or are you ever skeptical about the information you receive and process through you? Yeah.
2: And this is interesting because actually um now like I said I I had been touring in many countries and now in Mexico and I had like an appointment with with that healer with Laura my first teacher yesterday sure so after many many years without seeing her so all the cycles are coming like like together yeah, my mother, uh, one neighbor recommended her because I was kind of rebel in that, a uh, psychologist, and she took me with her. Mm. And she she is actually a psychologist, um like that, but she was mainly like an, ener- an energy healer. Yeah. And she had all these techniques also of moving the eyes and to, to see your, your energetic body and to begin telling this is good, this is not and and that and then in that time I thought that I wanted to be an actor and once Laura, that like I told you I had like disappointment with her yesterday after many many years without that we were in touch with through Facebook but without yeah. seeing us and it was great And uh, I, th- I, th- I thank her for everything yeah. and, and she looked into my energetic body like moving the eyes into the peripheral vision and she told me you're not going to be an actor you are going to be one like me. I remember her words, but a very good one. So it was a kind of healer. Mm. And then uh, she used to give like uh, certain workshops about energy healing. And I began I, be, I began attending, never thinking about being a healer. Mm. It was just because I wanted to manifest and I wanted to learn like kind of magic to right. to, to have abundance and all these things. But I think that when you are meant to to be something the doors open or like that or something happens Right. Because I try many many times to be an actor on that and and at, at the end things closed and To be like an energetic healer in the beginning and that everything opens so easy And then certain things happen that that uh, my my parents asked me to to leave my house because I didn't want to have rules, yeah. and then I had I had to work, uh, and I said, well, "What do I know? How, what do I know how to do?" And I actually nothing, but in that way, in that time, and I thought to be a waiter, or something like that. Right. But like I learned with Laura how to see um, energetic fields and that. Um, once I was like in a in a short meeting about that it was to uh, to enroll people in selling uh, some, some vitamins uh, yeah. and that, and I don't know how the talk went to uh, to energy, and we began talking about energy, and I and uh, like like I had learned in that time certain things like Laura, I told certain of the ladies, okay, this is right in your body and this not and that, and from there. I didn't know that one of the ladies were, was like the the director of a behavioral center in Mexico City, yeah. and she was kind of fascinated of the about the reading And she told me, "Okay, uh, could you fix the the things that 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 I told her that weren't right?" And I said, "Yes," because I knew certain things because of the nanny and because of Laura, mm. and. That's how very, very soon I, she felt like all my, my schedule. And I was with a lot of clients. Yeah. And, yeah, and in, the, in the beginning, I couldn't believe it. Sure. Because actually, I wasn't thinking about doing that. Right. I just did it because I needed to work. Yeah. And, and then suddenly the people began saying, No, and it changed my life. And, and, and this was healed, and like that. And then I said, Really, 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 really like wow and actually i was yeah the the kind of the first skeptical yeah not skeptical because i knew that it worked right i i knew that energy works but i didn't know that i (laughs) worked. i don't know if i
1: got you right right right
2: (laughs) I, i i kind of believe i could have said that was very possible for laura and for certain people that that are things that work because I had seen it with Rosita and with Laura and with people, but wow. actually, what I was a, a skeptical about is really, I am the one that is doing it for the people, but then there were so many and so many testimonials that I had to to end believing in me
1: <laughs> right right, and you. How old were you when when this was kind of uh, all getting started for you?
2: 22 and 24. I was very, very famous in Mexico because uh, at six months, I got like, um, not two or three months, no, less, like a radio show, an interview on a radio show. Uh, There were so many calls Mm. that then they offered me my own radio show. And then I had like my own radio show in the open radio for one hour that it lasted from 1999 like 15 16 years
3: wow. in
2: Mexico City and in two or three years I was giving workshops to 2000 people 3000 people at the same time it was like crazy wow. like
1: <laughs> that's incredible
2: <laughs> yeah even for me then that, that's why, because I still wanted to be an actor. And actually, if to be very honest, I was like in my mind saying, I am just doing this for money. Yeah. I want to be an actor. I will save all this money to produce my pieces of theater or, or, th- or things like that. Right. I, it was my way of thinking. Yeah. And at the end, when I was working very hard because I was doing the radio show, I was doing a lot of healings. I was doing workshops and I was... Practicing for a play uh, at night, yeah. and then I said I had to take a decision. I cannot do all these things together. Right. I said, what? What would I like to do to be an actor or to keep doing this? And I decided. But in the beginning, even with a lot of people, and that my my mind was, I am just doing this for money. Right. I want to be an actor.
1: Yeah, you know, I appreciate what you said a, a few moments ago about how if something is meant to be, it's going to happen no matter what, you know, that's not verbatim, but something to that effect. A question I'm often asked is, um, you know, cause I have a few books out my third comes out next year and people are like, how, how did you get published? You know, how did you write? And I still don't know how to answer that, um, adequately okay. because I didn't go to school for writing. Um, I never intended to be a writer. Um, you know, I didn't even finish my associates in college. And here I am, you know, with these books published. And the one answer I can tell them is very similar to what you just said, is that if it is meant to be, there's nothing that's going to get in the way of it. You know, the universe will open the doors and, and it will happen. And speaking of books, I mean, you know, these two I have right here, published by Hay House, no, you know, pretty, pretty big, big publisher. That's great. Um, yeah. How did you connect with them?
2: Oh, that, that's, that's the second part of the story. Because I was this healer and I was doing uh, energetic healing. And Laura t- taught me many things about candles and dowsing and that. So in my radio show, I used to talk about that and about healing and about the nanny. It was like a mixture. Yeah. And sometimes I had many, like uh, Buddhist specialists, I like that, yeah. and that's the second part. That, like I said, when it's meant, it's meant. Right. Because right. my first teacher of the Mexican tradition, uh, because my nanny was kind of teacher, but of healing of the ancient things, but I never saw it like a teaching. Right. So of the of the Mexican Nahuatl dreaming trend, that tradition, Ugo. He uh, heard the radio show and he began hearing and then he said, he's the one.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: He's the one that is going to spread all of what I have learned from my teachers and from the radio. And he went to look for me. He took like two workshops of, well, I don't know what. And I remember him the first times because he used to give like a, um, a long, long opinion of everything, like in the part of the audience, like uh, raise a hand and then give a long, long speech. Right. And the, it, people got angry, like we come to hear him and not you like that. <laughs> <laughs> and in the breaks, he went and he told me, I didn't come. I didn't ke- uh, come to to teach you anything, uh, to to learn anything. I came to teach you. And I said, OK, because I had been like in the in in the spiritual kind of business for for some years. And, right. uh, you know, that there's pe- people that have lost their mind and that they think they receive messages and that they. Uh, so I wasn't like kind of that kind of believer, but he insisted so much that once I told him, OK, I, I, I thought he's quite, quite interesting. So I said, OK, I will give you one hour. And in that hour, he explained me all the mathematics of the uh, Aztec calendar, how the ancient tradition was supposed to come back, and why, and the periods called sands, and like that. And I was fascinated. And then he began teaching me uh, privately once a week, and then. This was a lot a long, a long time ago, and actually, uh, like I told you, my my parents asked me to leave their house uh, very young. But like he lived like uh, closer to my parents in Mexico City <laughs> than my house. We agreed to do the classes in my mother's house. That was like oh. the middle point, and she was like also like a spectator. Yeah. And she kind of liked a lot the lessons and she took better notes than me, I think. Uh, But uh, sometimes she said, okay, he's uh, quite cuckoo. (laughs) And then he told me many, many years ago, like after the eclipse of July of 2010, the Mexica wisdom is going to spread in the world. You will be one of the first carriers and that, and you will start by Italy. And then you will go to the UK. It was like that, but like Hugo is quite flamboyant and he's still my friend eh? and uh, he works with me and when I bring uh, uh, groups and like that Uh, So I said, okay, yeah, it could be it could not I forgot it because it was a long long time ago, right? Uh, And before that eclipse one friend of the Andean tradition uh, invited me to to talk about healing not the Mexican tradition, in a, in a convention of practitioners of the, of the Andean shamanism in Hawaii. Mm. And there were like 40 people and like 15 or 20 were Italians actually. Mm. And one asked me, have you uh, taught in, in, in Italy? And I said, no, never. I went like on holidays. And then he asked me if I wanted to go. And I went and I gave like a very, very small speech um, talk in a, in a bookshop to promote a workshop. Yeah. And there was like a lady that she is a publisher, an Italian publisher. And after the, the talk, she told me, I just came to see if you were a plastic shaman. Something like that.
1: Right,
2: right. And I said, okay, I think I'm quite real <laughs> because I, it was like for me funny.
1: Yeah.
2: And uh, She told me, no, plastic shaman means that if you took like a weekend workshop and then you began like teaching like many people do it. But now I, I know that you know your tradition because for that time I had been with Ugo and with other teachers of the Mexican tradition for a long time. Right. And then she told me, the book that you're going to write is for yesterday. And I said, which book? And then uh, she told me, the one that you're going to write. And uh, she told me, do you want to write a book about the Mexican tradition and the Six Sun and the 2012 and all these things? I said, oh, yeah, why not? But I began sending her notes, like, of my classes. Mm. And then she told me, no, this is not a book. Uh, and she th- c- told me, can you come to Italy and, to, uh, and we will write the book together, like, and we work, like... 16 hours every day wow uh, for 9 days and we did all the book my first book the dawn of the six sun and actually it went out in italy it was a great success there yeah. and then is when i remember what ugo said and he told me you are going to start by italy ta 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 and then i went and i asked him how did you knew it uh, did you know it? And he told me, because I dreamt it and because I know, because of my teachers, that we think that our culture was destroyed by the Spanish, but it wasn't actually. The center was Italy because of the Vatican, because it was destroyed in the name of God. And uh, our new sharing, it has to start in Italy. Mm-hmm. And then you will have to go to the UK because from the UK, because like kind of the, the English for him, uh, destroyed the other half. <laughs> Right. Of the ancient cultures, it has to be like the second step, and then that book was published also in English uh, with a very short distribution, and I gave a small talk, and she and the publisher of Hay House UK, Michelle, that I am uh, so thankful with both with Daniela from Italy and with Michelle from the UK, told me I'm very interested in the topic, and then without writing even one page, and that. I was hired by Hey Hows UK by to do the Toltec Secrets and to do the Caves of Power, exactly wow. like like Ugo said.
1: That's an amazing story. Wow, <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, it, if it's meant to be, you cannot stop it. It's gonna happen. That's beautiful. And so I, I want to talk about the the at least your newest book, The Caves of Power. You know, if you could talk a little bit about what the Caves of Power are, um, you know, and and I know you focus most of your time giving workshops around the world and teaching and offering uh, others how to heal themselves. Um, but, yeah, so let's talk a little bit about Caves of Power and, and what that is.
2: Cave was like the ancient world that uh, the now speaking cultures are like the descendants of the Teotihuacans, Toltecs, and Aztecs. Right. So uh, what we call Toltec uh, or Aztec or Teotihuacan come from these groups that still exist and that. And so there are certain holders of the tradition, mm. uh, from oral tradition, because actually it was very attacked on that. So the cave was the word to name the, the inner self, for like the unconscious, for, for the ancient ones. Right. So actually the cave, in the in, of course the cave is... Is those places that we know, like caves that are inside the Earth. But it's very interesting because it's like a metaphor. We have our own cave, like the Earth has their own caves, the Mm -hmm. hidden parts. So, uh, Caves of Power... And Then there, there is like all this myth that the Aztecs were were like in a pilgrimage looking for the the promised land, and that they lived like in a cave that it was called Chicomostoc, where the seven different tribes of the Aztecs lived. Mm. That is considered for many academics a real place, and some people of the tradition said yes, it's inside of the Pyramid of the Sun or the Cerro del Estrella. That is is a physical place, a magic cave. Yeah. And for others, they said, no, the cave is us. And we, the seven portals that it was like the seven tribes are the totonal like chakras. And actually, if you leave or activate your Chico Mostoc, it's like activating your seven chakras, your mm-hmm. seven Tot- that Toton That's the real Chico Mostoc. So there is a lot of, of controversy between the ones that think that it is a real place that exists where magic things happen. Right. The other i think both have like kind of truth yeah. but your own cave is is your inside and then the activation of the seven caves that it would be is chico Mostock, that that place of power and then in that book my other teacher that then who introduced me to him was the keeper of a lineage of dreaming and that so caves of power are the activities that the ancient uh, rulers uh, priests and uh, warriors did in caves mm. for their own training. So, seven are things that you do in your waking state, and 13 are things that you do in dreams that are the most powerful things that you can do, like in our uh, lesson, to activate your power. Mm. So, cave is like a summary of all the power that you can develop from your inside. Yeah, uh, uh, and things that you can do in real caves with a ha- with a hole, for example, carrying the uh, the light of the of the hole of the cave to the orthotonal Alcaeus. From that to things that, uh, and to move the eyes in certain positions to see the the um, the other worlds or other realities or other times, and so all all those things are covered, like in the caves. Mm-hmm. Things about healing yourself. And to develop actually caves of power, it would be like to develop all these things that probably you don't know that are inside of you that can awake that power.
1: And so you believe that actually everyone uh, is capable of healing themselves. Is that correct?
2: Yes. Yeah. Because I saw it like that. When, when I began healing people, and my life was actually a mess. Mm. I was... Uh, not a mess. I know. Okay. It would be what society consider a mess. <laughs> I was having such a good time, but I love to be clubbing and, and partying and that. I was healing people just for money and that. And I thought of me of being not very spiritual. Sure. And I was doing that. So then I began realizing if I can do it, everyone can do it. <laughs> It was like that because I never thought I was something special. I still don't think. Right. Uh, so, so I began saying, "Okay, one is healed, two is healed, uh, a hundred are healed." So everyone can do it. And then I began teaching and teaching and teaching, and the people, normal people, began replying and replying and replying and testimonials and testimonials and testimonials and like that. So then I realized everyone can do it. It's just, it's just a matter of trying. Right. And just a matter like to find, I think, a teacher or someone that tells you that you can, because actually I believed in Laura. And she moved the eyes and she told me, you are going to be something like me. And then in all my workshops, I told the people, because they knew that I had healed a lot of people and they knew each other, that the things that I do, now you can do it. Mm. And now I was encouraging the people like a lot to do it. And so no, yeah, I think I think everyone can do it. And actually, uh, I think all the people that say, no, first I have to heal myself and then I will start with the others, that's a self-sabotage, because then you don't heal yourself and you don't heal no one. So if you start, I, I was always telling all the people in my workshops in Mexico, okay, yeah, you took the workshop, now go and put an announcement and charge, and trust you. and like a lot of people do, did it. And like they were charging, they had to deliver.
1: Right. So, right.
2: So, and I think it worked because I think like thousands, at least uh, 50,000 of people went to my workshops. Not different than 50,000, but in total, because there were like 500 every week and to, wow. in certain events from 2,000 to 3,000. So a lot of that, those people live of healing.
1: Right. So can you offer like, say someone's listening right now and they're struggling with anything, you know, whether it's an illness or a physical ailment, whatever it is, is there like one technique you can offer that they could possibly start working with?
2: Yeah, of course there are, uh, for example, there are the simple techniques that are like for self-healing. Yeah. Uh, for example, things that I learned with Laura. For example, if you have an ache, for example a headache, yeah. and then you open like your energetic uh, field yeah. like an onion. Yeah. like, And then you begin breathing and just visualize that it's, it's go exiting like uh, a volcano and going to the earth and asking to the earth to transmute it. And then you, can, I don't have it, but now I'm like right. just printing and like that. And then in two or three minutes, you will see that it's totally gone. And then you close it, and then like kind of stitch it, and it can go to everything. For example, if you are depressed, you just open like the the heart and begin visualizing how it exits, and it goes to the heart. And then when you feel that you have released that, and then you close it, you stitch it, I like that. So those were like the simple things that I learned to do with Laura, that like I told you, I saw her yesterday, before Mm -hmm. after so many years, that made me believe in myself because I saw that it worked for me and with everyone because if everyone was feeling like, like bad, I just came, okay, allow me and I will open, just breathe. And I was just visualizing, not them, how that was exiting. Right. And going to the earth, and I then asked to the earth to take it and then to do something beautiful with that. And then I was asking them, how do you feel? How do you feel? How do you feel? And when they told me, okay, it's gone, boom, I close it and. Those things, like, kind of work with everyone, prove me that these things work. That is a very simple one. Of course, there are meditations. For example, I have a SoundCloud full of meditations, like entering and visualize that your blood became a serpent and that is going through your and veins and healing and then it goes to the liver and digests your anger to your stomach and the traumas to your lungs and the sadness and like that that are for Mm self-healing that are more like insonniation dreaming while awake techniques but there are many
1: right right well thank you for sharing just that one i always like to give listeners something to work with you know or walk away with that they can utilize in their life so i appreciate that um Psychic surgeries. Let's talk about those. Um, do you believe they're real? And can you give us some examples of people who used your method and have really healed themselves? I mean, that's... I could say that's believe, a controversial topic. I
2: believe they are real, real, real because the main testimonials... For example, the main testimonials of these techniques are not by opening the energetic field and taking out aches. Yeah. The uh, testimonials... That I have had the more the most um i can say evident in physical things have happened like psychic surgeries that mm-hmm. actually is it's a a very common thing that was used like in the in in the past yeah. uh, uh, that it was like and it's still done in many African religions and like that like to use an object. That will take the energy of the person like to, to do something with that, right. to heal or to, or to hurt. For example, it can be, it can be used, but in psychic surgeries, it's to heal. So actually, uh, it comes from the, the same principles, but I can take clay or something like to open my energetic field and begin taking all the energy that is creating, for example, a, a heart uh, issue or something like that, and then make a complete. Uh, in Nahuatl the word is cuepa That means How can I translate it Reverse, like exchange The energy of the organ with the one Of the clay And then so the problem comes Out from the From the um, Area yeah. To place or, or to or to Certain objects That was used, that is even the healing of the egg yeah, From sure. rotita and like that, and so it's ancient shamanism. And I saw also many of the Andean tradition that they were doing it. Of course, I wouldn't da- do that with animals because it would be pet friendly, I am pet friendly and like that, but they would transfer the problem of a person to an animal.
1: Yeah.
2: And then the animal dies or, or is sacrificed. So actually what I did, it was just to adapt those techniques to be done to a certain object, mm-hmm. instead of, Although that is ancient, ancient so you transfer to clay the problem then you sacrifice like the problem you put certain uh, stones to ask to disappear the tumor or whatever um, it is like that and then you bury the the clay with the stones in the earth and ask the mother earth to keep the doing the 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 healing and i have seen so so many things from tumors disappear and of course not in 100% there uh, but in a in a very very um, uh, how can I say high average
1: yeah. things
2: happen. For example, I don't do them anymore to private clients because I I am traveling all over the world. But I teach people. But sometimes I do certain in 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 the workshops. And um, for example, right now I did uh, one in the healing school that I'm doing in the UK in London. Uh, uh, many of the, ID three for, for the people to teach and uh, the persons the next class that it was two months after gave amazing results. One lady that couldn't stand because of neurological problems, she stand in front of the group and said I couldn't do this and, st- and stop wow. shaking that from one to the other uh, from that the, uh, uh, me and my students have done uh, some things that sometimes uh, what my students uh, do, I think that is science fiction. That is probably to be fixed like that. So wow. those, so I, I totally think they are real, yeah. uh, and, and I have seen it in many, many people.
1: Wow! Yeah, it's exceptionally fascinating. Um, and if you have the testimonials and the results, I mean, that's great. So who can really argue? Um, you know, I did. Want...
2: I'm sorry. That's why my. The workshops
1: became huge in mexico
2: yeah like i was in open radio uh people were calling so and uh, i had testimonials every day so from people that i had this problem and in the knee and then i did the astral surgery and then it, it went and like that and like that and like that so it it came from testimonials
1: wow yeah that's pretty incredible wow um I know you also talk about breathing exercises um, in your books and your work. And I was wondering if there's a particular one that you could share with, uh, with the audience today that, um, I don't know, anyone that comes to mind that you might like to share?
3: Yeah,
2: there's uh, Theomania. From now, what it means, uh, now if you look it in a dictionary, it says meditation, but it's not exactly meditation. Yeah. Because there wasn't a kind of, like, what do we think about meditation? But there, there were, like, energetic exercises that were done through your breathing. So, for example, one, the, one of the basic ones is to breathe counting um, 13. Uh, that 13 is related to the sun. Uh, and the power uh, of healing of the sun and then breathe out counting nine. Uh, So it's breathing in the healing power of the sun and breathing out your problems. Mm -hmm. So a very basic Theomania is just to breathe 13 times like that and to ask an intention for the healing. Mm -hmm. Then breathe thirteen nine in a second um, uh, cycle and to ask for the healing of the ancestors that are creating that problem. Uh, breathe 13-9 in, 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 a, in a third um, like cycle, yeah. and then ask to, your blood to heal the areas. Mm-hmm. And then uh, breathe 13-9 in another uh, in, um, in cycle, to, and then ask the other to keep doing it. If mm-hmm. you want, we can do one of that.
1: Yeah, let's go ahead. That's great. Uh,
2: okay. Yeah. Okay, let's, let's do it together. So let's close our eyes. Take a deep breath, and when you breathe out, take away all the heavy energy. Take other deep breath, and when you breathe out, tune with the energy of the universe, the measure, the movement. And think something that you would like to, to be healed in your life. And we are going to start the theomania, the exercise for that. We're going to breathe in together, counting 13. Like all of us can count in a different rhythm, I will be counting for all of us. Every time I say 13, breathe in with your nose, the power of healing of the sun. And every time I say nine, Breathe out to the uh, the unconscious things, the things that are in your cave that are creating that problem. First movement. Thirteen.
3: Nine. Thirteen. 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 Nine. Thirteen, nine, thirteen, nine, thirteen, nine, Thirteen. Nine. First
2: movement. Now establish in the intelligence of the universe and tell to the first energy what you want to heal, what you want to change. Second movement. Now you are going to breathe counting thirteen the healing of the sun for your ancestors, the ancestral patterns that are creating that issue. Thirteen. Nine.
3: Breathe out all the things in your ancestors that are creating the issue. Thirteen. Nine. 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 Thirteen. 9 13 9 13 9 13 9
2: Second movement, now feel the energy of the universe, the movement entering in your body in a serpentine movement, erasing from your bones all the ancestral patterns that are creating the issue and give that to the earth. Feel the energy entering like a serpent, healing, erasing. And give all the ancestral patterns to the earth. Third movement to reawake the power of your own blood to become your healing, your medicine. So you are going to breathe the power of your son uh, of the sun to your blood and breathe out all what is disempowering your own blood to become the medicine. Thirteen.
3: Nine 13 9 13 9 13 9 13 9 Thirteen. Nine. Thirteen. Nine. Thirteen. Nine. Thirteen. Nine. Thirteen. Nine. Thirteen. Nine. Thirteen.
2: Nine. And now. Command the power of the sun to awake the power of your own blood to become the medicine to heal yourself from your inside and take the sacred power of your blood to deliver and digest the anger. Get rid of the sacred power of your blood of the anger. Take the sacred power of your blood to your stomach. And digest any trauma, anything you haven't digested from your past. Digest, take the sacred power of your blood to your lungs and digest the sadness. Now take the sacred power of your blood to your kidneys and digest the fear, the guilt. Now if you have any physical issue, take the power of your blood to the area and command it to become the medicine. The medicine that comes from the inside. Path movement. Now to ask the earth to keep the healing and to finish it and get a complete result. So breathe, counting 13 to empower the earth and to make a connection between the sun and the earth to heal you. 13, 9,
3: Nine. 13 9 13 9 13 9 13 9 Thirteen. Nine. Thirteen. Nine. Thirteen. Nine. Thirteen. Nine. 13, nine, 13, nine, 13, nine, 13, nine.
2: And now with your hands, take all the heavy energy around you, of your energetic body. Like if you were creating an egg, a ball. And begin going with your hand through all your body. And now the energy that you took, go and put it on the earth. Ask the earth to take it. And then ask the earth, to do something useful with that. Now just join your hands. Ometeotl, for now, it means the two energies that join. Ometeotl. That all of us heal. That all of us change. That all of us get harmonized. Ometeotl.
3: And with that energy, when I count four, you may come back. One, two, three, four. come back.
1: Okay. Wow.
2: That's the basic Theomania. But of course, if people want to to get a deeper results, you can do it every day. And it begins a lot, it begins like. Uh, arranging everything and harmonizing and and making your own blood become the medicine and the earth and the sun healing you
1: absolutely beautiful wow even the breath alone aside from the practice is very therapeutic but um that was amazing thank you so much for sharing that with us
2: welcome a real pleasure
1: yeah Well, I think that's kind of a, we're just about out of time. What a perfect way to end this. Um, I did want to ask, and again, we'll have your website listed for people to visit and see where you are in the world, when you'll be teaching, where you'll be teaching. But um, is there anything you have coming up that you wanted to share with the audience? Any workshops um, you know, over the course of the next month or two? Um, Anything super special you want to announce or?
2: Yeah, uh, one thing to to believe that you can heal yourself and you can heal others. That don't wait. That develop your power. In any, I don't. I'm not saying I have the truth. In anything that feels that is truth for you, just do it and and go for it. Trust in yourself. And yeah, I will be in in many parts. I teach a lot. I will be in Berkeley. I will be teaching in New York in in Boston in November. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. And in Spanish, also New York. Oh wow. Uh, and, and in Europe, I, I, all my events are and also in Mexico, uh, are in, Ser- in Sergiomagana.com.:
1: Perfect.
2: You can find me and just to tell the people, believe in yourself and heal yourself and, and help the world.
1: Absolutely beautiful way to end this. Sergio, thank you so much for your time, your generosity in offering these practices and the work you're doing in the world. It is deeply appreciated.
2: Oh, Thank you for you, Chris. Thank you for everything. And it has been a pleasure.
1: Thank you. Have a very nice day.
2: Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye.